Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, everyone. This is Stephanie Rule, your NHA podcast host, and I'd like to welcome you to our January NHA podcast. This is our first podcast in 2020, and our topic for this month is Living with Intention, Resetting Through Addiction. This is the fifth and last episode in a series that has been dedicated to living with intention by embracing the nurtured heart approach with your full being during challenging life situations. You can subscribe to our NHA podcast through iTunes or Blog Talk Radio so you can receive notifications about new episodes every month. You can find the Children's Success Foundation on social media by searching CSF is Greatness. You can explore our website, childrenssuccessfoundation.com, to find a trainer near you. Or if you're ready to notch up your understanding of NHA to even deeper levels, you can check out our upcoming certification training intensives, or CTIs, coming this summer. You can go to our website for more information. All right, so today we are covering a really important topic, one that affects so many American households, addiction in the family. The effects of drug and alcohol addiction can be overwhelming for families. Peaceful, loving homes can be divided by the strain caused by drug and alcohol abuse. Conflict can become the normal way of life as family members fight to engage a son, a daughter, a husband, or a wife who is addicted to drugs or alcohol. Trust begins to erode. Relatives may become more guarded. Relationships and marriages become strained due to changes by, caused by addiction. Communication becomes more difficult. And the list of effects on a family life from struggles with addiction can go on and on. So today, we will talk with an NHA advanced trainer who was able to infuse the nurtured heart approach into her family's life as they struggled through the challenges of addiction and recovery. She is here today to show how NHA can transform the negative effects addiction can have on a family and to share her own personal story. So without further ado, I am grateful and honored to share the airwaves with NHA certified trainer, Laura Lee Smith from New Jersey. Dr. Smith is a licensed professional counselor who works full-time as a clinical consultant providing clinical consultation services to child welfare offices in Union County, New Jersey. She also maintains a small private practice. Dr. Smith holds a BA in psychology from Douglas College Rutgers University, an MA in clinical psychology from Farley Dickinson University, and a PhD in clinical psychology from Seton Hall University. She has provided behavioral and mental health assessments, treatment, training, and consultation services to children, adolescents, adults, and families for almost 30 years. Dr. Smith has also specialized also has specialized experience providing dyadic or mother and baby treatment, having completed her doctoral internship at the YCS Institute for Infant and Preschool Mental Health. She has worked in various settings throughout her career, including therapeutic schools, early Head Start and Head Start preschool programs, residential, outpatient, and intensive outpatient hospital-based programs, and private practice settings. She is also a member of the New Jersey Psychological Association, Essex and Union County Association of Psychologists, the American Psychological Association, and the New Jersey Infant and Mental Health Association. 
Dr. Smith is interested in the intersectionality of race and mental health issues, and she has received anti-racist training from the People's Institute for Survival and Beyond. She is currently involved in organizing with the Anti-Racist Alliance of North Jersey. In addition, she is an advanced Nurtured Heart Approach trainer who is passionate about training and infusing the approach in both her professional and her personal life. Dr. Smith is grateful for her family, her friends, her colleagues, and her life experiences that have provided her with opportunities for growth, which enhances her ability to connect and remain present for the youth, adults, and families she serves. Laura Lee, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful to have this opportunity to um, talk with you about um, the experience that I have had personally and within my family um, and to share the the strength, hope, and experience um, and and explain how uh, Nurtured Heart has really helped us uh, as a family um, in, in our recovery process. Mm, I'm I'm honored to have you here with us. Um, I think that this is just such a <clears throat> it's such an important topic to cover and to to share about and how nurtured heart can can really be infused into um, addiction and recovery processes. And I don't, you know, it's like something that it's one of those topics that we don't talk about enough. So I'm so happy to have you here so that we can chat about that. Um, and let's go ahead and just dive in. I'd love to just hear your story and let's just start there with um, with your story and tell us about your journey that your family has gone through and how NHA impacted that journey. Sure, sure. So, wow, where does the journey begin? It's so interesting mm. <laughs> to, to actually, you know, um, because part of the issue with addiction, with um, alcoholism, is that it's a, it is a disease and it's progressive. So um, right. I could I could pick, you know, one date it started. I could go back to, you know, several dates. So I think the um, the most important uh, part of, I guess, what I need to to share about my story is, I'll just start with where we're at in the present because that's also recovery. That's also nurtured heart is to say mm-hmm. in the present. Um, so totally. where we're at, and yeah, so where we're at now is um, a family that's in recovery for. In February of 2020, it will be exactly four years. Um, so we're, we're almost four years into mm-hmm. uh, the end of active addiction and the beginning of healing for for mm-hmm. our family. The um, I'm probably going to switch back and forth from sort of like recovery yeah. lingo to nurtured heart lingo. Um, That's so fine. For, yes, I'm, go for it. <laughs> So for some people who may be tuning in that um, are going through this uh, as individuals or as professionals who treat families or individuals with um, addiction problems, and good luck finding one person in this world, honestly, if everyone's, you know, being truthful, that hasn't been affected in some way, shape, or form, whether it's a coworker um, or, you know, a, a close friend or family member uh, by this disease. Mm-hmm. So, um so basically, uh, we uh, became a family in recovery when my husband, uh, well, just had 
the progression, um, because we, we were married in 1996, we met in 1994, and we did not have, he did not have any overt, you know, substance use issues or, or anything like that that affected our lives in any way, you know, shape or form. And then as our family progressed, um, we have two children. We now have, um, our oldest son is 22 and uh, our youngest son is 15. I'm sorry, my oldest son is 21. I'm making him older than he needs to be. <laughs> so um, I don't need him to be 22 yet. Um, I already feel old enough. So, so, um, so we had, you know, two children, and life was 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 moving along. Um, and my husband had a fall, um, probably when our youngest son was like about a toddler preschool. Um, age. So I guess in some ways, maybe that's when, you know, this really started Mm -hmm. in the sense that my husband um, fell down our basement steps. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I can get back to that moment even right now as we're, as I'm talking. Um, And I remember hearing it and um, he is someone that is uh, in the profession of uh, physical rehabilitation. So he, you know, went to work that day and said, oh, I'm fine, you know, my back hurts, whatever. Um, So it turns out that throughout the day he had gone to um, where he worked at the time to the emergency emergency room, and he did break a couple of ribs, um, and he was Mm. in pain. So guess what they gave him a bottle of, (laughs) you Mm. know, in the emergency room. And I learned you know, in retrospect, I learned that this was the beginning in my husband's um, case, um, and in our story, this was be- the beginning of the, you know, off to the races. Um, mm-hmm. So my husband, um, you know, our our relationship, as you kind of talked about the effects of addiction on families, you know, there wasn't an issue with trust or, uh, you know, I would have no reason to think if my husband was taking a medicine or going to a doctor, you know, there was no reason to doubt anything, um, you know, up until that point. So, and as the mom, I was sort of like, you know, in charge of all the family's health stuff. So it came upon almost two years later that I, I came to learn that he had been using, um, this medication and there were other, um, when he no longer needed to for controlling physical pain. And there were other mm-hmm. things that started happen with happening within the family, you know, within our relationship that certainly started to like raise an, an eyebrow, but like many families, right. I was finishing up my doctorate. I was still working. He was working, you know, we had, um, you know, young children. Um, my youngest mm-hmm. son, it turned out had a, a health issue. So that, you know, certainly, um, captured a lot of my focus and our focus and attention. So so what I'm saying is this is like insidious and it really is a, progress, a progressive issue and it wasn't until right. you know I we started having like financial issues that it sort of, you know, came to the forefront wait a minute something is going on and turns out this was, you know, was the problem um that my husband had become addicted to opiate medication to pain mm-hmm. medication. And um you know the the doctor shopping, the um having uh mail, you know, for doctor visits because it wasn't through insurance, you know, sent to his workplace losing his job. I mean, there were all kinds of um 
you know, problems that, that resulted. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think that probably the the turning point for me, though, was that when I, you know, having had this training, when it came to my attention by a pharmacy calling before a snowstorm about my husband's medication, which I had no idea about, and because of HIPAA mm. laws, you know, they couldn't talk to me about it, but I figured out a way to, to get what I needed, you know, was, the, was sort of the confrontation, right, of, okay, something's going on, and then the denial, now, I don't know what that pharmacist is talking about, you know, and that's right. when I thought, right. who is this man, you know, who is this man that I've been married to that I have you know children with that I don't I don't recognize him right so mm. so that's sort of our you know family story of kind of how you know things happen and again I'm trying to protect of course um, uh, for people who are you know listening I have my husband's more than my husband's blessing to talk about this and you know of course right. all those things yeah and my mm-hmm. children as well and even my 15 year old he was like let me sign the form mom you know I really want you oh. to, to tell our story so um, wow. I just want to kind of put that out there that we really are um well so I guess this is where we can talk about even just nurtured hearts since I've only been involved and known about the Nurtured Heart approach myself personally for two years, but it has been transformational, and it came at the right time. It came at the right time because we were newly a family in recovery, trying to navigate, and you would think, okay, this is a blessing, this is great, but it also brings about other issues, right, where you realize, wait a minute, but we've missed all this time, (laughs) that things could have Mm. been, you know, wonderful because they were wonderful. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Up until you know that unfortunate um, experience, and my husband found his drug of no choice, you know, which mm-hmm. led everything to be off to the races. So, so mm-hmm. the nurtured heart piece. That one of the things that I can certainly um, say is is our family is experiencing, you know, the the greatness of vulnerability of being open, um, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, the 12-step program is a program of anonymity. Um, so, you know, I, I recognize and I respect that even by us, you know, talking about this, that people who who may know us either professionally or, or socially or our family, <laughs> you know, that it, it exposes them. And um, I I say that with gratitude, even if I don't have to have, like, each person's individual blessing, that um, mm-hmm. we have the support um, and and respect, you know, from those who, who love us and who have seen, you know, and have been part of this process um, in, in our in our life. So I, mm-hmm. I think I was feeling um, a real um, need to, to, to say that. And I actually spoke with someone who um, works in a, a treatment program where my husband, um, his last stop <laughs> before sobriety um, and this um, – you know, this, uh, I want to say almost episode of use because that's how it went for all those years. Mm-hmm. And I know families who are familiar with this can, can understand um, it, it kind of happens that way. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so I was talking to someone recently from that um, program and I said, you know, I get torn um, when I'm talking about recovery to family members, coworkers, per, the professional world, you know, where I um, take space. 
the whole idea of it being anonymous, I get it. Some people aren't, you know, there yet. They're not comfortable. But at the same time, I get concerned that it keeps people sick. Secrets keep people sick. So there's always mm-hmm. that balance. And even this um, gentleman from the recovery program who's a, a clinician there was saying, you know, my community, my world, my people, I'm, you know, I'm out <laughs> about my recovery um, because that's, you know, that's my choice. Um, so, mm-hmm. You know, so I I get it and I respect and and I certainly was at different places about sharing this information. I think that once you know you're you kind of look at um, where where you're where you're at in terms of recovery, that honesty and that level of of vulnerability and crashing through that denial. You know, this is a situation um, is so important, and everyone kind of has their own their own timeline. But right, um, I, right. I, yeah, I, I can say that I think that um, the 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 turning point I think for us was when um, and sort of how our journey of knowing we were a, a family that was being hit by the opioid crisis specifically. Um, you know, that was my husband um and my fa- i would say our family is sort of like the poster child for you know so to speak for the opiate crisis you know in the suburbs mm-hmm. for white middle you know um upper class families you know i think our story mm-hmm. is 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 one of of that and um i say that also because as you were i'm um, sharing in my bio i also um care very deeply about issues of um dis- racial disparity and and inequities and i want to also say that i am very grateful and we are grateful as a family that we have the privilege you know we are a white family that can also we have insurance we were able to explore not just local but um go out of our state to get um really first class treatment and I know that not everyone has that opportunity and that's something that I right. think my husband and I also feel passionate about you know bringing that about so uh, back to our experience though because that's all I can talk about <laughs> is my right. personal experience not anybody else's mm-hmm. is um that once I knew and found out that my husband was using or misusing um opiate prescription medication i i said you know wait a minute because of my training um i i knew that this is something i couldn't put my head in the sand about you know and despite denial and all the process that everyone goes through i was always very clear you know i cannot be in a relationship we i cannot be you know in in this marriage if you're not getting help if you're not accepting you have a problem you know it's 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 going to affect, it affects all of us and and this is not who you know this was not our life also for over 15 years or more you know so mm-hmm. this this has to get you know addressed and i am grateful right. that in my husband's own space and time and his own growth and development um which i knew he was the amazing person he is <laughs> um mm-hmm. w- was you know to really support him through recovery programs and and there were many there were many you know inpatient detoxes and um you know intensive outpatient programs and aa meetings and you know um 
so just to kind of give you a story, uh, kind of an overview of, of the story of, of the picture of, of how it looked. Of course, there I, I can feel right now and I can look back and say, and this probably sounds crazy, but it, and we can all agree that this has been an absolute blessing. Um, to have gone through this process because who we are mm. now and where our family is, our marriage, our own individual lives, our relationships, it's its beyond incredible and amazing. And we thought our life was wonderful before <laughs> this. So mm. I say that now because I am grateful that for today, um, my husband is, as far as I know, <laughs> not actively <laughs> using. He's mm-hmm. sober um, and, you know, and our family is in a very stable um, and, and just growth in, you know, growing place. Um, so I don't want to not, you know, of course, acknowledge and, and understand or help people understand that there were dark times, you know, there were significant financial, significant financial losses um, that we're still recovering from. um, But that's the key word there of that phrase. We're recovering. (laughs) Um, Right. We, our children, you know, the boys, um, and again, you know, they've given their, their blessing for me to speak on this, you know, it's caused them challenges. Um, they're both very bright, articulate um, young men, uh, but of course it's affected, it affected them. Um, mm-hmm, I, of course. I, and it affected their relationship with their father, um, you know, also one of mistrust and um, anger and confusion um, and, you know, in the, in the, the dark days and the days of active addiction, you know, we also, as a family, we lost our rock. We lost our support, our support mm. system. I lost my mom. I lost my, as a woman, I lost my best friend within a year and a half later, my grandmother, who's my mother's mother, um, and my mother. And she was like our caregiver, you know, before before caregiver and after caregiver. And so, you know, and and, and I was dealing with, you know, all of that loss, um, and everyone um, that's local to us is on my side of the family. My husband's family is all out of state. So um, just in terms of sort of our daily, you know, support system, that also got uh, rocked <laughs> tremendously. Uh, so, you know, I mean, again, it's, nor- it's, it's not abnormal. These are normal family things that happen. But when you throw in um, the the disease of addiction, um, it 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 really obviously creates major um major havoc. Yes. So I think I'm just, just hearing I'm hearing so much um <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that I'm hearing so much um it's interesting to hear the story um unravel your story unravel because I'm hearing so much trauma um so many traumatic events that occurred in your family's life uh for those few years. In, in what you referred to as the the dark days, the active addiction days, um, mm-hmm. and oh gosh, I mean it was it's it's so moving to to hear your story, knowing knowing full well that today where you guys stand is or where you live, where where you're where you're living in this day and age is a whole different space, and of course it carries the story with you know for the rest of your lives that story is part of your what we call the portfolio um, in Nurtured Heart Approach, right? Part of who you are. It's part of what you believe to be true of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, so it's part, it's part of your story now. 
Um, but it's so fascinating and beautiful to listen to your story. And I can hear, because I know, knowing that you're an advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart Approach, I can hear, because I'm an advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart Approach too, so I can pick out those, those aspects of Nurtured Heart as you're speaking. I can hear that it is fully infused in your lives, um, even, even in your, your sons. You know, the fact that they wanted to, they want to share the story. They want you to share that story. They're living in that, um, what do you call it? Maybe, maybe I would refer to it as does that state of vulnerability um, and their, their acceptance, accepting of that, that state of being in that state of vulnerability and almost, almost as though they get that that vulnerability equals the ability to be fully present in your life rather than the hiding the, the need to hide you know if you're if you're feeling like I need to hide from everything that's going on or from what happened in our in our past I don't want to be a part of that I want to be detached from all of that that makes it a lot more difficult to be fully present in your life um so being vulnerable, like your sons are, are doing, shows that the Nurtured Heart Approach is a huge part of who they are and has, show, has taught them how to fully respect and reset the, the need to hide from their lives and who they are, hide from their, the past, hide from what their dad went through, um, and to be able to embrace the present. That. I mean, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. And I would love to hear some more about that shift when Nurtured Heart came into your guys' lives. What, what was that like? Tell me about the shift that happened. Sure. Uh, absolutely. Um, and even just hearing you and your, your comments and, and feedback is, um, it's, it's, you know, it's amazing <laughs> to, to take that step back and, and see um, how you know mm-hmm. present we really we really you know are trying to be, um, and I think that is the nurtured heart. Um, that is how we're we're using mm-hmm. um, you know nurtured heart for sure. So um, we did attend uh, a family program um, at my husband's treatment center, which was outside of New Jersey, and it was an absolutely amazing experience, and it taught us what. Um, and this is how it fuses with Nurtured Heart. Once I was introduced to Nurtured Heart, which was probably within a year or so afterwards, um, it has shaped our our 12-step recovery um, in terms of, like, an, an adjunct to it and, and framework. You know, I hear that as... Um, as many of the trainers that I speak with that are also clinicians, that we talk about how Nurtured Heart is, is an amazing framework of many of the um, approaches and, and the, the foundations of, um, of, of health <laughs> and, and inner right, wealth. Right. You know? so, and I think understanding your own stuff and your own experiences is key. So, when when we did the family program and learned the three C's of addiction, that we didn't cause it, we can't control it, and we can't cure it, <laughs> you know, it gave us, um, again, you know, the detachment principles, you know, a lot of the things that come along with recovery, which, by the way, I didn't say before, but because it is a family disease, family members mimic all of the same 
symptoms <laughs> that someone who is chemically dependent um, mimic. And uh, that's another training, another podcast that I, <laughs> that we could do. Oh but, man, um, yes. <laughs> uh, in and of itself, even in and of itself. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that the family program also mimicked the um, at the treatment center we attended um, also mimicked the treatment that the uh, that the identified person you know was also um, qualifier as we call it in the in the lingo was experiencing so it goes back to the basic principles of one day at a time all we have is this moment staying in the present right so um, Mm -hmm. so clarity Clarity for me is the biggest piece um, of the three stands, I think, that married so well and helped shift the transition um, or that helped infuse the the nurtured heart into into our family. It coincided with the clarity um, for us as a family that the foundation of our family was there, the love, the the respect, the desire to be a family was clear right. for all of us mm-hmm. as individuals. And it was clear that we have to take care of ourselves. So I would say stand three is paramount to um, for our, in our experience um, because to me that's the clarity around setting boundaries. That's the clarity around being able to, to detach with love and say this is not acceptable, you know, to, to me and set that limit, mm-hmm. uh, much like we do with right. youth maybe who are, you know, challenging. Um, so clarity was huge. And what that lent itself to, I do believe, is to not focus on and not energize, right? Stand one, absolutely no, we're not going to energize um, mm-hmm. what dad, what, you know, quote unquote dad did, what the, you know, the clarity is addiction is a disease. The clarity is that our loved one is taking the steps he needs to to take care of ourselves. So are we. So in tan- as individuals and as a family. So kind of in tandem, we're not going to go back there and energize. Well, dad did this and this happened then. We can all stay stuck in the trauma, in the negativity, and we have that choice. But that's not, in my opinion, that's not health. <laughs> and that's not um, – that's not what we want for each other. Uh, that's not what we right. want for ourselves mm-hmm. or for our family. Um, so we had the clarity. We have the clarity. And nothing's perfect. We have to reset frequently as mm-hmm. everyone does. Of course, um, I don't mean to sound, you know, like Pollyanna-ish and everything's perfect. Um, but, you know, we have these tools. We do. Um, and that's how exactly. I thought I saw immediately, yes, at the first CTI um, when I became a certified trainer, I was in the audience hearing Howard um, talking about uh, the the three sands, um, and it clicked for me. So when you ask sort of, I have a memorable literal moment of sitting there at the first TI, uh, CTI when I went, wow, this is the recovery. And that's when I believe it was able to to further help our family with with recovering was me bringing this back home and explaining it and and more than explaining it being it and and using it I was going to um, ask about that yeah yeah so um uh, trying to keep myself focused. Um, so the absolute negativity, uh, because I definitely want. Uh, I have an example about reset that I definitely want to share that involves my my youngest son, but. Um, uh, the 
the no absolutely no energizing you know the negativity it's it's a we we know it happened right just like when we're working with our challenging youth we know that they acted out we know that they've had all this negativity but where what's going on in this moment in today and how can we rebuild the port, uh, portfolio how can we change um, n- not change it, just transform it. And what can mm-hmm. we add to that portfolio now that's going to be positive and healthy? So, um, and then absolutely the the yes, the energizing, the positivity, the gratitude, and that's where I see the a marriage of the um, recovery work um, because gratitude is is right there. I am grateful, grateful for this opportunity, um, grateful that I'm. Um, employed where I am and that the state of New Jersey is allowing me professionally as well as, you know, being able to use this personally, you know, in, in my life. So uh, looking at gratitude, uh, certainly, you know, just kind of sum up, (laughs) you know, stand to for sure. Gratitude is is everything, but you know what, without your, like you just explained, um, without your stand three clarity and of what your expectations are in your family, and setting that structure for your family and your stand one of not giving any attention, any relationship, any energy to your husband's behaviors that he was in at that time, um, that he was demonstrating at the time, without the stand one and the stand three and being able to reset yourself, you wouldn't have that field opened up, right? The energetic field of stand two where you get to really see your gratitude and feel your gratitude, that is beautiful. I, mean, I love that depiction, that explanation that you just gave. For people who are listening to this who might be in it right now, um, in the active addiction phase or just coming out mm-hmm. of active addiction phase, just entering recovery phase, right? Uh, it, it's really, I love that you said that, that it's about your stand three. You've got to have your expectations, your clarity around what, what the next steps are. Stand one, give no more energy to the negativity, right? And reset yourself. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, then you can feel that gratitude because I can, I can imagine people listening to what you were just saying going, but how do you feel gratitude? How? When your whole lives were just, I don't want to say destroyed, but really turned upside down, right? How do yeah. I find gratitude? And that's the how. That's how you find gratitude. Stand one, stand three, boom. So thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. And I'm sorry to interrupt. Continue on. <laughs> no, that's thank you for um, for sh- for sharing that because it, it helps it helps me too <laughs> to also keep it keep it into pers- keep it in perspective and um, and it makes me also I'm gonna try to stay in the moment but maybe this is where right I need to reset myself. I'm hoping that people who may be listening and are in active addiction still. I wish that I had had this back then because it helped also um, elucidate and clarify the the recovery process. And that's why I um, am so passionate about Nurtured Heart in terms of being able to infuse it and live it um, with, mm-hmm. with recovery. I wish, you know, that we did have it then. And so if mm-hmm. this can help 
you know, a, a family member here, something like this, um, or, you know, going through it um, in a different stage, that there is so much hope and it, it works. It works, and this is a recovery thing. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it. But so I, I, I really work hard. Yeah. I really work hard at intentional, and I think intentionality, another core, you know, concept of nurtured heart, I am intentional about that um, in, mm-hmm. in my personal life, in our family life, um, especially when things come up, which I think sort of naturally in my head I'm sort of taking a leap, but, you know, please you know, uh, guide me, redirect me, reset me <laughs> if you need to. But mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of looking at reset now. And it is amazing to me that I hear my husband was the first one that I heard walking around the house saying, okay, we need a reset. And I thought, wow, <laughs> wow, because mm-hmm. neither, none of them have been to any of like, you know, the formal trainings or anything like that. Right. Um so to hear them, again, just using it appropriately when it needed to happen, you know, blew me away. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I can just share another interesting, um, you know, example. I remember things were getting um, – so so our boys have had challenges, right, um, of mm-hmm. course, um, because of what has gone on. And I know for our youngest son, um, it's it's it was uh, – you know, when when we first started talking to him about daddy needing to be away, needing to be in treatment, and we would use the word addiction, he knew he smoked cigarettes. So he would say, yes, my daddy, you know, has an addiction to cigarettes problem. You know, you, mm-hmm. you teach kids things developmentally, right, as they need to right. you know and, and understand. So um, I know, you know, anger, of course, my kids are not aggressive, angry kids like they would I do not have challenging kids in the same way that Howard or Nurtured Heart would define it define it at all but even just within the family like normal like anger about something um we're clear Mm -hmm. that a resentment is anger and fear um are are huge and that's when we apply reset and the inner wealth breathing I know um that's when I apply it is when Mm -hmm. um in terms of recovery when a resentment from the past comes up like you know um he sold you know something of mine um you know that was just monetarily valuable but it also had some you know sentimental value okay that's where I'm using all of the stands, right? I'm clear. I'm clear it happened. I'm clear it doesn't make me feel good. But I'm also clear that that was part of active addiction and the disease, and not the 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 past, like the very past or the present, right? So again, right. the clarity, the um, the stand two, um, the stand one. I'm not gonna. I'm intentionally not gonna stay stuck here and think about it. Uh, but I'm not going to act like it didn't happen either because that's not mm-hmm. <laughs> normal mm-hmm. or healthy either, right? And right, then, we're not ignoring um, it. E- exactly, not ignoring it, mm-hmm. intentionally mm-hmm. unplugging from it, right? And that's where the reset, right. you know, comes in. And to me that's sort of like, you know, energizing like, yes, it happened. And I'm grateful that it's not happening anymore. And I'm grateful mm-hmm. that it didn't continue to, to destroy things, right? So I kind of feel like I just went off on a bit of a, a tangent through this example but my point was to you know bring it back to to reset and and I know my youngest son um he can he can get you know angry with his older brother um and they'll get into it um as they do and around video mm-hmm. games and and all of that mm-hmm. stuff so right so um 
so I, I heard my son, my younger son, you know, coming downstairs and we were talking about something and it was just like a tense kind of moment. And I, and my young son walks by and he's like, okay, he's like, reset. We all need to reset here. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that, that mm. just, you know, warmed my heart that he has the insight, you know, with his own challenges of, of this being his you know, part of his portfolio, because I know I did not grow up in active addiction. Um, you know, there's addiction in extended family, but not, um, not in my own, you know, immediate family. Mm -hmm. So I'm very well aware, you know, as a mom, as a parent, that this is their, that this is a part of their portfolio, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be the only piece. And, and again, I think the focus on how, it, ca- it it has been transformed and how we have become the the family um the family that that we are mhm and i can i can tell you that to me um one of the biggest sort of like aha moments that you know i'm not just you know on the air here saying this but we have a family friend um who was visiting with us um, and he uh, shared with me, he said, you know, coming to your house, um, and, and again, pause here, there has been, you know, collateral damage, like I said, financially, um, we are still in our home, but it has been, of course, neglected. Um, so, you know, we're working to, to fix things up. So that's just sort of like a, you know, a, a place that's personally been difficult for me and uncomfortable mm-hmm. for me, um, you know, even given... Um, given that knowledge, <clears throat> excuse me, this family friend um, told me and shared with me when I was, you know, in a moment saying, oh, I wish, you know, we could, you know, work on this and this is where it needs to be, but everything is in its time. And so he reset me by saying, but wait a minute. He's like, whenever I come to your house, he's like, it feels like Christmas. And that to me, and this was before Christmas. This was back in the summer, <laughs> like August, September. So my house wasn't wow. decorated for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was the uh, the energy of your home, not the way your home was decorated, but it was the energy, the spirit of Christmas was what he was picking up on. Exactly. Which, Thank you mm-hmm. for clarifying that. It it was mm-hmm. the it, it is it's the energy it's it's who we, um, you know Christmas always just feels like such a magical time, right? It's a time of giving, is what I think of as well when yes. I think of Christmas yes. and joy and family time and togetherness. Right. Um, yes. So that's that's, that's sort what of he just, was feeling. That's what he was seeing. That's what he was picking up on when he said that to you yeah and that's beautiful because I mean let's let's just pause for a second and sure and and put this put this out there for all of our listeners I mean we have to think take a step back out of our situations out of our life situations and to look in from an an objective perspective right and in your in that particular situation let's talk about that your family your family was going through crisis it was really hard Things were really hard. Things are still really hard. But, mm-hmm. or, and, you yeah. guys have the nurtured heart approach. You guys have learned as a family how to use the three stands 
and infuse them into the culture of your of your household so that they are your guiding principles. They are what you live by. And when that happens, when we do that, when we embrace nurtured heart fully like that, what happens is we can get through crises. We can get through traumatic events in a way that is not going to destroy us. Does that make sense? Instead of destroying us, it it lifts us up and gives us strength. Um, It's one of those things where you, like your sons, that's one of the first things you shared, how they wanted to share the story. That really struck me. Mm. I mean, how many, how many, how many youth today stand up and say, yeah, mom, go ahead and talk about my dad's addiction and how hard that was on my life and how hard it will always be for me. You know, how many youth do that? Mm-hmm. Not probably that many. Um, and I, I, what I am saying about that is that your family has been so enveloped in the nurtured heart through this process that they have been able to build strength in their portfolios, build char- strength of character in their pro- portfolios, build strength of vulnerability in their portfolios, they can see that being vulnerable means I'm being present, and being present means I can grow in positive ways. So mm-hmm. I, the nurtured heart through, through traumatic events in our lives, whatever the traumatic event is, I mean, mm-hmm. the past series of podcasts have had many different examples of traumatic, traumatic life events that, can be, um, that nurtured heart can be infused into. And it doesn't matter what the event is. If you if you embrace nurtured heart fully, like you have in your life, Laura Lee, it will, as you have experienced, it it's so incredibly transformative to the way we look at life, handle life situations. Um, it's amazing, and I'm I'm just so grateful that you have shared this with us. And I'm I, I I'm really. I, I think it's a beautiful thing hearing about your sons. And, oh, I know what I was going to say. <laughs> I wanted to say this earlier. I, I think that I, I thank you for sharing several times. Hey, it's not perfect. You know, my kids have some struggles because of this. I have some struggles because of this. I'm glad that you shared that because I don't want people to who are trying to learn Nurtured Heart, I don't want people learning it to ever think, oh, if I learn nurtured heart, everything becomes perfect and there's no problems anymore. All the problems go away. All the behaviors go away. Everything gets, the slate gets wiped clean. Um, and that's not reality. We're human beings and life is imperfect. We are imperfect and we will always make mistakes. Our kids will always make mistakes, right? But nurtured heart, yeah. using nurtured heart, well, I mean, it. It allows us to make those mistakes and then reset back to the present moment and not get stuck, like you said earlier, right? We don't want to get stuck in those mistakes. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, it, and it brings it brings hope, right? Um, I always mm-hmm. think about how, you know, um, the, the initial intention from my understanding, right, of um, how we're developing the nurtured heart is, around, you know, working with challenging youth. And, and I know I learned in the trainings about, and, and we teach about how it can transform the portfolio so that the, 
the trauma. The child doesn't have to get stuck in all of that negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, that that and and what can we do around uh, people we care about that carry these negative portfolios? That's what I also right. feel. And then specifically with addiction, I love the way you summarized that. Thank you very much because I was hoping that that's what I was getting across. Is that it's the recovery process is not easy and there's always, Mm -hmm. you know, two steps forward, a step backwards. What I find that what I find, yeah, what I find with nurtured heart that has been invaluable is that using the, the, the principles of it helps get through those difficult times. It helps. It's it's just part of the recovery. When a family is mm-hmm. recovering, and again, I'll bring it back specifically to addiction, which is, we can also say a trauma, right? When uh, mm-hmm. when the family, you know, the family is going through, through that, um, uh, the, I just had another thought, sort of like swimming around to, to, to make a point actually that, the mm-hmm. family is collateral damage of addiction, and people don't normally think about that. And even in my professional right. world, everyone's throwing services and planning around the the uh, the addict or the alcoholic. But the family members and the environment is just as crucial to recovery as mm-hmm. what the the person themselves is themselves is going through um so right. offering services putting the the focus on on the family because they are they may not even realize it um how much they're suffering um but again going back to though part of the the recovery is um you know the uh, is is the family also healing for themselves and developing a port and and changing their portfolio, transforming. Right, that's the word. Right, transforming their individual portfolios about the experience they went through. And again, recovery is a choice. The disease itself is not a choice. My husband didn't choose to become an addict. I didn't choose to marry an addict. Right, uh, right who would consciously right. do these things? Really, um, but mm-hmm. once once we know it's there, once something is presented to you, you always have a choice of how you Mm. want to move forward. And people don't have to choose recovery. They don't have to choose um, to use nurtured heart principles. That is a choice that anyone Uh will have. But I can say (laughs) in testimony to this, before I had recovery as a family member, before I had nurtured heart as a part of how to help my own personal and family through recovery, that was not a good place when I didn't have those tools, when I didn't have the knowledge, when I wasn't making those choices for whatever reason. And that's really the best thing that I can you know, can can share is that um, there are there are tools out there, um, and you don't have to feel the way that you feel. You don't have to feel the negativity all the time, or only look at the negative. You know, damage of clearly what addiction brings to a, a family. Right. That was sort of what I was hoping. You know, to, to focus on and. 
if a family is still in the midst of it that's listening into this, uh, a loved one, a friend, um, you know, again, we, we've lost friends that um, don't understand it in the same way that others do and have. And we've also gained friends and people that are like family now that we would never mm-hmm. have had we not gone through this. And so I guess that's where I'm bringing it back to for the listeners out there. How could you be saying that this in any way, shape, or form was a good thing or a blessing? But I have to tell you, even in my professional life, I was like, nope, never want to work with people in recovery and addiction. That's too hard. I had my own like negative thoughts about what that meant and the trust and the manipulation and all of these things. And now it's also opened up a whole new um, experience for me, you know, professionally. And I'm um, you know, hoping to work with the state to figure out how to now, you know, become a licensed um, clinical alcohol and drug counselor um, mm. as, as well. So I can say, you know, even professionally, it's helped. It's it's helped my growth. Mhm. That's beautiful. So. Um, I just, I, I, I want. It, it's time for us to wrap up the show here. But before I do that, I have got to. Say something to you. <laughs> okay. um, I, Laura Lee, am so I, I'm seeing this um, steadfast commitment to continued growth and and um, health for yourself, for your boys, and for your husband. And now I'm seeing, you know, that last statement you made about uh, for you uh, that you're seeing this have this commitment to continued growth for others who might be going through the same process or a similar process that your family went through and that shows oh my goodness it just it just shows the incredible empathy and compassion um that you have and it also shows your your willingness to share your your knowledge and experience that you've been through and how to infuse nurtured heart i mean i could see so much greatness happening with you going into, with your professional career, going into recovery, working with, with people in recovery and using, teaching them nurtured heart, how to get through, how to be in recovery with nurtured heart approach on your side. Um, it's a gift. It's a gift that you have to share with people. And I am grateful that you, you have started, or at least part of that journey is that you're sharing it here on our podcast for our nurtured heart community because I know that there are a lot of people in this community of, of, of trainers and community of people who are new to Nurtured Heart that need to hear this. They need it. So thank you. I'm so grateful to you for being here with me today and sharing your story. Thank you for trusting and being vulnerable in this moment um, and sharing your personal story. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, so I appreciate your your trust in, in me and your trust in the nurtured heart um, to be able to share that. So thank you. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And um, yes. that's really landing for me. <laughs> um, the, oh, the, yes, thank you um, You're so welcome. much. And, and I really also am um, grateful and recognize that Um, you've given me and by extension my family also a very um, comfortable and safe um, space 
for for me to be able to to share this. So, um, mm. you know, with gratitude, sharing our strength, hope, and experience married with, you know, nurtured heart, um, I just am incredibly grateful for this experience, too, to be able to maybe um, have another person or family be moved by this and, and, and help them in their own journey of growth. Mm. Absolutely, yes. Gratitude. I, I love how gratitude has been a thread throughout this conversation. Um, it's something that I certainly live my life by. It's one of my my big inner wealth breathing uh, resets. Is I, I constantly reset myself to gratitude through all of the challenges that I might come across in my life, and I can see that you do that too. And um, <laughs> if more of the world could do that, learn to do that, then I, I think that we would have a lot more kindness in the world. So let's reset to gratitude, right? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yes. And and even um, I, I teach families in, in uh, my private practice and in treatment too, that if you really look at the 12 steps, if you really look at that program and they talk about, you know, higher power, whatever that means to you, if you substitute instead of drugs or alcohol, it is a really positive, um, healthy outlook on how to live a um, grateful, you know, and, and I think healthy, um, healthy mm-hmm. life. Um, and with right. nurtured heart, it's just, to me, the, you know, sky's the limit on how we may be able to transform, um, you know, t- treatment options and, and just just help for people who are struggling with this very, very real and difficult situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, it is time for us to take off for the day. Uh, just a reminder for our listeners, you can go to our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com, for more training and in information on trainings in your area, um, as well as trainers. If you would like to reach out, if you are in the process of recovery or active addiction, and you would like to reach out to someone to learn the Nurture Heart Approach, go to our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com. There's also some free resources on there. It's a, it's, a, it's a great resource to check out. And just a special thank you to my guest, Laura Lee, and to everybody listening. Don't forget to see what's going right in your daily journey.